We will step into the light so you can stand in the darkness. We are Awesome. And this is Bay Watched, an homage to Buns, Babes, Hunks, and the Hoth. All right, guys, welcome back to Baywatch. This week is Shark Derby. You know, we um, we were supposed to have the Kentucky Derby, but because uh, coronavirus has ruined everything, we couldn't watch horses race. So instead, you get to watch an episode of Baywatch about sharks in a derby. Shark, sharks floating underwater. A lot more I was expect- Oh, like Street Sharks, <laughs> if anyone remembers that. Horrible show. I remember Street Sharks. Oh, I was thinking like a ro- I oh, was thinking like a roller derby, but Street, street Sharks, sharks is a are reference. sharks that wore rollerblades for some reason. I thought more Puerto Rican singing. That's the uh, uh, West Side Story when you're at sharks and jets. Oh yeah. Ah yes, that's a good right. reference. Not not so good that anybody on this call got it, but yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so to be fair, let's let our listeners know they only hear oh, three yeah. voices. It's me, Dave. Uh, Donnie. And of course, LJ's always here. But Slaz had a baby and apparently can't come. Where's his commitment level? I mean, really? They had a baby like three yeah, days ago? I mean, he's been home That's from the hospital for at least like 36 hours. Done. If he didn't, I, I, I mean, what he's is he, not a wife. What's he needed for? He's not going to be feeding the baby. That's right. And uh, he's only got one kid. So LJ's got two. He made it. I've got five. I made it. So Slazus, until you have like six or eight babies, you have no excuse not to be here. 36 hours later or not. Yeah. Hmm. Although I would say a newborn baby is like a constantly sick baby, which is why Dave wasn't here last week. Yeah, but the baby is well. It was weird. Took the baby to the doctor, and uh, doctor said, "Yeah, just give him Tylenol until the fever breaks." A couple days later, fever. And your family and conquered was coronavirus. That. Good job. <laughs> Yes, we did single-handedly. Dave tried to feed the baby hydro. Dave tried to feed the baby hydroxychloroquine or whatever that stuff's called. This will take care of the problem. We just injected uh, Clorox, so we're good now. We put the uh, we put the UV light under the skin. Yeah, like uh, President Trump said. Yep. Apparently, there's a uh, company that's working to do. Uh, they put some like. I think it goes down your throat and it does like UV light inside your body. They're working on something. Hmm. That would be great, except that the virus is in your blood. Oh no, I don't know that so. it. I don't know that it's for purposes of um, coronavirus. I I just mean there's a company that's working on this. I, I again, I don't know why, but. Um, He's just saying random facts that uh, have something to do with what we're talking about. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It's like my nine-year-old. You'll you'll be talking about like you know working on some project, and you'll be like, "I had a project in Minecraft. I was building a house," and you're like, "That has nothing to do with changing the oil on my Chevy truck." The project that we were discussing, but thanks for that add-on. Yeah, except now we know that you're a blatant liar because you ain't never changed oil on nothing in your life. The only oil you've ever that the is... only oil you've ever changed is the oil from your bacon. <laughs> that's it. We had bacon the other day. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, that's the only oil Dave's ever uh, had any changing. Maybe when he wrote, used to ride his motorcycle around everywhere when he was going through his uh, midlife crisis. Oh, my motorcycle. I need to get it still. It's at the front of the Upland Garage, but it's not been picked up yet. But anyway, enough about us. How All about right, here's our therapy? IMDb summary. After, after a couple of sharks are seen in the bay and just off the beach, Mitch becomes even more concerned when the greedy owner of a restaurant sponsors a shark derby to help promote the restaurant with a prize of $50,000. 
$25,000 to the one who kills the biggest shark. Lives are put at risk, especially for one Baywatch lifeguard who is attacked while saving some children. And Mitch becomes determined to find out why so many sharks are in the area and what connection Bucky, the restaurant owner, has with the unusually large number of sharks populating the bay. That was a really, really, really wordy summary. To not say that. <laughs> what? That was a lot. Well, that's because they didn't have a B story and or a C story, so they had plenty of space for the A story. Yeah, th- there is no I side that. plot in this week's episode. No, the only side plot has to do with the main plot. Like, it's yeah. just Jill and the Hoff dealing in with the, the, with the beachgoers and uh, Eddie and the rest dealing with the right. derby. Right, I was going to say, it's, almost, it's both almost like a normal show where there might, there's one really big plot and maybe like three or so little off plots, but they all are connected. It's just what different characters are doing in relation to the main plot. You know, that right. description makes me think that maybe um, the other episodes of Baywatch that we've seen um, were the inspiration for Seinfeld. Where each character is just in their own plot. Yeah, all the time. Or maybe sometimes two characters. Sometimes Elaine and Seinfeld or George and Seinfeld have a plot together. Yeah, maybe Seinfeld was uh, Seinfeld and Larry David were uh, inspired by the Hoff. Could, could be. And um, without giving anything away, um, I uh, I was waiting and I thought, man, this is so much like a real TV show that there's no oh, montage. Gosh. But... I was At so happy when we get to end, that point. They saved I, was, it. I was waiting for it when I could tell. By the way, that, uh, I don't want to ruin it. We'll have to get to it later. I'm gonna. Well, I do yeah. want to say that I feel like they shot new footage for this montage. Oh, they did because the star of said montage hasn't been in enough scenes throughout the series so far to have a montage. For so. sure, for All right. absolutely. So that's let's what get happened. to our Shark Week. It's Shark Week on Baywatch. Um, so we open up with it op- Hobie and Mitch are fishing, and Hobie catches his line gets stuck on a shark, or a shark gets his line. Right. Um, I don't go fishing very much, but that point when the shark, when they're trying to like deal with it and battle it, and he's like, "Oh, excuse me, excuse me," and he like moves across the boat. Wouldn't all their lines be tangled? Um, if the shark is past all their lines, like the shark is way out, no. But honestly, they were probably, sh- you know, you buy the uh, you you buy fish line based on the size of fish you expect to catch. So you know because you don't want. You wouldn't use, uh, you know, uh, a thousand pound line like you're going to catch marlin <laughs> on like, you know, little, right. little you're not gonna, fish because you're not, it's the, the, too the, thick. The, the line that you're going to use if you're going to the pond or the lake to go fishing is very different than the ones when you're out on a boat in the ocean fishing. And even then, if you're fighting tuna or marlin or shark versus normal stuff that you'd catch mm-hmm. while deep sea fishing, you're, you, a shark or a tuna or a marlin would snap that line the second they got on it. And th- that he had it even on there for a few seconds and was fighting it was uh, unrealistic. Okay, wait. <laughs> Let, let's back up for a minute. You guys underestimate the Hoff, all right? I guarantee you that he went with the strongest fishing line because he wanted to be prepared whether he got a guppy or a shark or a whale. He was just like, we'll get this 10,000-pound line, it. and uh, you'll you'll catch something or you won't, but we're not going to lose this because we, we used weak uh, uh, fishing um, uh, line. If this gets caught on the edge of the Titanic, we're bringing her up. That's here. right. That's right. So we go from this fishing scene, and we go straight to learning about the shark derby. From are you talking about the scene with Eddie and Court? Well, in the no, I'm just because is I'm talking more about how uh, we have Jill and Shawnee talking about um, 
how Eddie's gonna think gonna do the shark derby. Yeah, that was right after the scene with Eddie and Court, where Court issues the beautiful line, the Navy taught us everything we need to know about sharks. Well, my favorite line in there was, apparently Eddie's become Mr. Moneybags, because he says, Court's like, $5, you know, when they're betting on hitting the shark's eye, and uh, and he's like, I, Eddie says, I sneeze $5. Eddie's been broke this whole season <laughs> so far. So I don't know where this idea of I sneeze $5 well, comes from. Well, he should be super broke after the whole illegal casino episode. I'm sure that Yeah, Court, well, now now that he's... Go ahead. I was say, I'm sure Court smuggled some money out, even though they got all the money from him. I'm sure he probably well, had something between his crack. Eddie works two jobs now. Remember, all of them work two jobs. <laughs> yeah. So he's a Baywatch lifeguard. And he also works for, uh, what's his face? Court. Court. And I'm sure he, Court. I'm sure he moonlights as something else. A prostitute? Uh, something. Who knows? Oh, they can do a, He's dumb. They can do everything. He's dumb No, enough. I was just talking well, about I, the scene where Jill and Shawnee are talking about weathering heights. I made a note here. I said Jill's getting some real screen time. Oh, my, mine was, my only note was, <laughs> I also never read Weathering Heights. How does it end? Is this, like, I was wondering, like, is this going to tell me how this episode's going to end? And I don't know because I didn't read this book. Well, at the end of Weathering Heights, I don't know why. at the end of Weathering Heights, the main character dies in a hospital. Is that true? <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know, I don't know how Weathering Heights ends. I don't know. I, I I don't know why for a split second I thought Shawnee was gonna spoiler the end of Weathering Heights for her, and then I was like, yeah. Shawnee can't read. Shawnee reads People magazine. Here's the thing: Shawnee reads Dick and Jane. But I that's true. But I would say that she it wouldn't be a spoiler because if Jill started Weathering Heights thirty years ago and never took the time to finish it, she's not interested. Anything can't be spoiled for her. She doesn't care. That that's a good point. I'm I'm gonna look up how does Wuthering So did none of us have to read this in high school? I think, for me. I, think uh, I didn't. I think somebody gets uh shark injuries and dies, but I don't know. I think that's how Wuthering Heights ends. <laughs> uh I don't know any of these characters, so it's literally it meaningless matter. to me, but um. Okay. Wait, uh, hold on. Spoiler alert for anybody who's listening to this and hasn't yet read Wuthering and Heights. And wants to. And wants to. Although, if if you yeah, haven't okay. yet, why not? So I'll, I'll try and Heathcliff vows revenge and does not care who he hurts while executing it. He desires to gain control of Wuthering Heights and thrush cross Grange and to destroy everything Edgar Lytton holds dear. In order to get his revenge, he waits 17 years. Finally, he forces Kathy to marry his son Lytton. By this time, he has control of the Heights, and with Edgar's death, he has control of the Grange. Through all of this, the ghost of Catherine haunts Heathcliff. What he truly desires more than anything else is to be reunited with his soulmate. At the end of the novel, Heathcliff and Catherine are united in death, and Harriton and Kathy are going to be united in marriage. So it's about a cat. So Wuthering Heights is a pl- Wuthering Heights is a place. Yep. It sounded like a place. Apparently. Yeah. And yes, Heathcliff yeah. is a cat. So. And- Heathcliff. Heathcliff. No one should terrorize his neighborhood. Heathcliff just won't be undone. You should realize he can win it for you. I believe that's how part of the theme song went. There was a Heathcliff cartoon I, during I the know. 80s. I read the book. I did read the comics. You were a Garfield man. Don't lie. I did. You know, they numbered them, and I wanted to collect all of them. I think I got up to, like, was, 18 before I uh, was it Garfield? got too old. To, yeah. yeah. I read. I did read Heathcliff, and I, I watched, watched the cartoon. cartoon. And I did... And I believe that's how at least part of the uh, theme song went. All I, re- I don't remember the theme song. All I remember about the cartoon was, like, there was Heathcliff, and then there was, like, the other, like, three junkyard cats. Like, a one that mm-hmm. wore, like, wore, like, a fat one who wore, like, a red tank top or something, or a red beanie or something. I don't One who had headphones in all the time. Well, when... 
when uh, I was in Arizona visiting my parents, I think maybe it was probably three years ago. It was before I got married. Um, I was there with my brother, and we found um, reruns of Heathcliff were on, and we watched some. Awful. Just awful. Probably terrible. Yeah. Terrible, I'm sure. Yeah, it was it was, it was um, awful. I don't know if you guys heard me because you, you guys were frozen on my screen, but it was really bad. I, I guarantee it was. Mo- yeah. Most things don't – it's like I have this thing where it's like if I really, really thought it was cool or I liked it when I was a child – I almost don't want to rewatch it now because odds are my I'll destroy everything I thought was cool. Like I'd be like, but you sucked. you still love Hocus Pocus, don't you? I don't know. I haven't seen it in like eight years, nine years, ten years. I don't know. The last time I saw Hocus Pocus, I that movie is it, terrible. My wife throws it on every so often, and it is. Awful. I recall watching it with you and um and uh, Ashley and Josh and Shannon Ebersol at their house in their old house in Upland. Um, I don't know how long ago it was. Five years ago, maybe? Six? It was like for Halloween or I something. I guess I guarantee it was longer than that because Kara's six. So okay. I guarantee it was before that even happened. Okay. Mm. Hocus Pocus is it terrible. Is. And yeah, uh, and be loved. they still have. But see, and I never loved. loved Hocus Pocus. I mean, oh, okay. I, always thought I enjoyed it, but it wasn't something that I thought was, yeah. Great. Okay. I should go back and watch a couple episodes of, like, I Dream of Genie or Gilligan's Island, because I used to like those. Oh, those are awful, too. I, I don't know about G- Genie, but Gilligan, for sure. For <laughs> sure. That is bad. And really quick, going back to the Heathcliff thing real fast, uh, I can see why Nick Weiger of Doughboys hates Heathcliff. You know, my kids watch uh, Garfield and Friends, the 3D animated show. I didn't know he had a 3D animated well. show. Just oh, oh, yeah, I remember for Garfield was the cartoon in the 80s or 90s that, you know, half the episode was Garfield and Odie, and the other half was like the barnyard people. Oh, yeah. The barnyard pals yeah. or whatever. Uh, do your kids watch the uh, Bill Murray Garfields? I've never seen the Bill Murray Garfield movie. Where he, where I think we put it. I think we put it on. I think we put well, it on. But that one and a tale of two kitties. Terrible. Yeah, <laughs> Garfield too. So we see Craig on the beach, and there's a bunch of surfers, and they're all just sitting out there, which isn't that weird to me because a lot of times, if you watch, if you're watching even like a surf competition. A lot of times they just hang out and wait because they're waiting for the right wave. They're waiting for the right right time to go. Right. But yet somehow Craig has a superpower that senses sharks, gets his binoculars, looks way over there and sees a shark fin coming out of the water. How did he? That's because he knows. That's because be concerned. Listen, Craig is a lawyer, so he he his he's attuned to sharks. That's right. I mean, I would argue that he saw the surf- surfers as black blobs, and then he saw a short black blob from far away moving towards them. And I, yeah, because it shows him trying to look. He's like trying to look Shawnee. over who's talking. Shawnee's going like, I can't Shawnee. believe he's in the derby. And so he's I can't trying to look past He's trying to catch something. He thinks he sees something. And when he kind of confirms it, he goes to grab the binoculars uh, to be sure. So, I mean, it's kind of – I think what's the question is, why is he running out to save the surfers? If he can yell at them from the shore, that's good enough. But no – on his way out, he literally commandeers a surfboard from yeah. someone on the beach. Did you see that? Yep. That, that surfboard, I can imagine. Watch out, guys. I'm commandeering this board. Well, <laughs> takes it out. Can you, can you tell me why that surfer who knew a shark was like under the water and in his vicinity was sitting up putting his legs in the water? Okay. Also, that I mean, wish. Dave already brought the point that I had, which is, I don't know how lifeguards deal when there are sharks on the beach, like or in the ocean, 
whatever, like right off the beach. But in this episode, multiple times do we see the lifeguard's first reaction is to swim as fast as they can towards the people and the shark. Which seems like a very well, dangerous op- like choice. It seems like maybe you'd want to go and deal with stuff in a safe manner where you can actually rest. Because, I mean, if you get out there, are you just going to drag them back with you? Now you're just more people still just moving in the water? I Listen, yeah. lifeguards are notoriously faster than sharks. So he could swim out there, grab the surfer, and get him back before the shark was even aware there was a surfer. Maybe maybe Court shared some of his Navy shark training, you know, mm. over beers or something. And so Craig could uh, could use that training against the shark. Maybe it was like, what was it, um, Deep Blue Sea? Where he learned to like dodge sharks underwater oh, yeah, sideways. Uh, Thomas hey, Jane or this is, is that? Well, Craig's Craig's hat is definitely a shark's fin. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's a lifeguard slash lawyer. He's having a power. He, he's in danger. He's he having a goes for it, commandeering a board if he needs to. He's having a Pavlovian response to people in danger in the ocean. Yeah. You know, some people some people run away from the fire burning, others run into the building. Um there we go. So And on Baywatch, those people are called lifeguards. So we we get I mean we're sort of set up where we have this restaurant owner who's a douchebag. Mitch hates him. Oh, Mitch hates him so and then, much. But then <laughs> Mitch's boss, Mitch's son, Mitch's co- co-workers are all part of this shark derby. They're all going out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that shark derbies were legal. I mean, I guess you can catch sharks. I mean, I guess you can go fishing for shark. They're not an endangered species, so... I guess you can go, and there's fishing competitions. I'd never heard of a shark derby, but I, I'm not that surprised that they're that they would be legal. If there was some kind of like harmful hunting practice involved or something, then I could see why that might be a problem. But if it's strictly fishing, yeah, I've heard of, of course, fishing competitions. So I've never heard of a shark derby, but uh, that's true. That, I That's guess maybe fine. the only thing that is doesn't, which is. probably isn't legal, which they're going to skip over in this episode to make it to have, you know, conflict is I guarantee you're not allowed to have a shark derby, um, so close to a public beach. I guarantee, I guarantee it's like, oh, you yeah. have to go to over here where there, this is not a public beach and we do it over out here in this area away from everything else. Yeah, I want. Yeah, because certainly chumming the water does attract sharks, so you wouldn't want that real close to shore. I want to point out real quick that the one of the uh, guys who are helping the owner is the uh, actor who played the oldest brother on Blossom. Cool. I did think I recognized that guy. I never watched Blossom, but I felt like he was somebody. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we Matt brought up the two guys who are helping their restaurant owner Bucky, and these two guys they're they're ordered to go down. I put I, I put this because I thought it was interesting. They're go to they're or asked to go down at 11 p.m. in the night because they mentioned oh, it's gonna be hard to do that in the dark at night to dive down and they. Not if I peel off a couple more twenty yeah. dollar bills. I love that, like, that's hey, like, listen, hey, money talks. Hey, I bought you lunch and dinner with this. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Um, and they go down and they put <laughs> the little money uh, talks, guys. Um, transmitter sonar thing. Yeah, down there. But it was so bright at eleven p.m. I could see that through that water extremely clearly. But. Um, I knew where all the sharks were. It must have been a full moon. But yeah, I like they put it down I knew there, where all the sharks that's, were. That's what I was going to bring up is what Dave brought up was the fact that they, uh, that because it was at night, oh, this is dangerous. And all he does is offer him like 20 more bucks each. <laughs> yep. It's dangerous. Here's 40. Okay. 
I wish they would have spent a little more time with the um, the Foley artist on the sound for the shark attracting unit. Because it was just like, wah, 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 wah. And at least if they would have said like, oh, it's the sound of, let's say, a dolphin baby struggling, like, or some, or like, I don't know, something that would make sharks, like, sharks sometimes hunt uh, harbor seals. So maybe it's like, oh yeah, this is the sound of harbor seal chatter, right? Or otter barks, or something. Like they, it's well, so stupid. They don't wah, wah, the wah. problem is that'll that attract I feel the like sharks. They don't even explain it that well. We don't get the transmitter thing explained until. 20 minutes from now. But, like, they Listen, could have easily Dave, just said, this right here is sense of frequency that sounds like blah, 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 and it's going to attract the sharks to the area. Listen, right. the Baywatch riders consulted shark experts. And the shark experts told them the sharks are attracted to ultra-low frequency well, sound. The shark, the shark experts Doesn't have to be a, were yeah. in the Navy because we learned from court that that's all it takes. <laughs> yeah. They were in Navy. The sharks are attracted to dubstep mm-hmm. and EDM. Listen, so, ball, 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 ball. Sharks hunt seals, but Navy SEALs hunt sharks, guys. Think about that. Um, there we go. I just wanted the sharks to show up with a bunch of fluorescent, uh, you know, armbands on and start dancing around. That's all they want to do with oh, They could have had some, they could have had some, like, E attached to the barrel. Sharks are eating E. They're, the sharks, the sharks are the sharks from uh, Finding Finding Nemo. Uh, <laughs> swimmers are friends, not food. Um, okay, one thing that threw me off because we talked about it last episode, Dave, you weren't here, but we figured, okay, Mitch and Amanda must have broken up because she wasn't in the last episode. Nope, she she moved in. She's practically Hobie's new mom, like. <laughs> She's like standing up for all Mitch, give him a chance. Listen to what he has to say. By the way, did um, Captain yeah. Thorpe give her a kiss yep. during the episode? Like a kiss on the cheek. Like he's been, like she's been Mitch's wife for the last ten years that they've worked together. Type of like, Mitch. Yeah, it was a little awkward. I'm just saying, it was a little awkward. Mitch is, yeah, but Captain Thorpe's awkward. <laughs> but see, I wouldn't think it was awkward if, I mean, you're if right. Mitch was still married to his original wife and Thorpe did that. I'd be like, oh, that's a little weird, but not as awkward as this is Mitch's new fling he's had for like two weeks. Mitch's old wife is not as like uh, outgoing and gregarious and like, you know, fun as new wife. She, she's like, or as new girlfriend. She, this new girlfriend is kind of like when they switch Craig's wife between the pilot and the, um, first up and the main first episode. Uh, that's kind of similar in terms of personality between Mitch's ladies. I just thought, gotcha. I just hate to see Mitch tied down like this. I was just weirded out because, I mean, I don't know how long they've been dating, but most people I know who date, when they have children. But then again, Mitch is already Hobie's teacher. It's just weird that how quickly she seemed to move in because they were making breakfast. And she's already telling telling huh? Mitch how to parent his son. Listen, right. Hobie is no longer weirded out by seeing her like in Mitch's like bathrobe or whatever her concern was back in that one episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's been like two episodes now. He's Hobie's ready to call her mom. Hobie, and everything. maybe Hobie's like it. Maybe they've moved into the summer now. Hobie's going to summer school. Who knows? Well, I, I don't know how long a Baywatch. Uh, how long? How many like months pass between one episode and the next of Baywatch? Like, I don't know how many months have passed since the series premiere of the show and episode nineteen or whatever episode. Well, this see, was. I was thinking that. I was thinking about that too. How much time passes because. For, I'm thinking like, okay, yes, I mean, the beach would be open 24-7, but we, or I mean like, or like 12 months a year, but right. we have yet to see an episode that looks like winter, because but I think too, we have yet to see an episode where there episode. isn't, because a winter episode would be like 
oh, there's eight people on the beach because it's cold and no one really wants yeah. to be here. We saw a crazy summer episode where it was like right. a million so, yeah. people on well, the beach. Well, I feel like but. I, I feel like an episode or two ago, maybe it was the one with the ghost lady, um, one of the lifeguards said something like, um, oh, it's too cold. It's like 60 degrees. Nobody's going to be in the water. Yeah. I feel like that was a line said a week or two ago. Now, whether that means that it's the summer or whether it means, I mean, sorry, whether that means it's the winter or whether it means it was, it just happened to be a very cold day. I don't know. Um, but yeah, nobody marks time. They don't have Christmas parties. Yeah, we don't have a, yeah. maybe it's like the Simpsons. It's just always the same time. They don't, they didn't establish like, Oh, Hobie's birthday is, you know, May 3rd. Oh, happy birthday, Hobie! So you know when, or you know what part of the year it is, right? Do uh, I think normal TV shows though they don't really mark time either? I mean, they're all episodic. So if you're watching Friends, it's like, oh, I mean, each episode just builds off of the last. Okay, now you know Rachel and someone else are dating. Okay, oh, someone got a new job, and that will be the storyline for a little while. Like but- they don't really mark time. Maybe but friend, holidays. Friends always had a Thanksgiving episode, and there was evidence of, like, it was in the winter. Yeah, and you stuff would have ones name. where they're dressed oh. colder, ones where they're dressed. Mm. Yeah, there there was, a, there were slight references. Even, yeah, okay. they may not have said it's December 3rd, but you at least knew that it was winter or fall. Right. Um, when are, you know, after the shark thing... My question is, when are they going to give Mitch authority over land, sea, and air? Because they really, like, they really, you know, hobble him by not letting him go after restaurant owners and whoever he might need to. Yeah, he, you know, he should get, like, a food handler certificate, and he could be, like, a, he could shut down restaurants for Mm -hmm. uncleanly practices, you know? He could, he could, like, shut down smog shops for, like, uh... Um, you know, doing under the table smog, uh, certificates. Like, there we go. He could, he, any beachside establishment, you know, whatever it may be, darkened window masseuses giving backdoor hand jobs. He could shut those <laughs> down. Okay. I'm waiting for the episode where he has to deal what with the INS. Know, when he has to deal with the INS, that's the episode I'm looking forward to. I bet you that happens. I bet you they've got some coyotes who show up on the beach. Yeah. So I don't know how you guys watch this. I watch it through Hulu. Me too. So which means I have commercials. And I saw the dumbest commercial, most unreal. It made Baywatch look realistic. And I wrote it down. I don't usually pay any attention to the commercials, but... Do you guys watch them on mobile devices by chance? I watch like mine on my Apple TV no. or my couch. I watch okay. mine on my I TV, Roku TV. Mine... On your what? On the Roku TV. Roku. Okay, because I just watched mine on Chrome, and I have no commercials. Mm. Sometimes. But when I watch it on my phone, I do. Yeah, sometimes I get no yeah, commercials. Sometimes, sometimes like I get three, some like commercials. Three commercial breaks, and I just get... I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So tell us so, about this commercial, LJ. It's there's this guy and he's asking a child if they would rather have flowers to give to their mother because it's Mother's Mother's Day is coming up, or ice cream every day for a year. The kid picks fucking flowers. No <laughs> five year old is going to pick flowers to give to their mom over ice cream every day. Right. Uh, no one's going to yeah. pay Unless for they, a year. I mean, most people will be like, Unless I'll they, give me the ice cream. I can go get flowers after you give me ice cream every day for a year. The only way a five-year-old picks that is if he doesn't, he or she doesn't know what flowers are and thinks it's flour, which is used to make cakes. I'm telling my wife, if I get ice cream for a year, that, honey, I gave you a wonderful Mother's Day gift. It's ice cream <laughs> once a week for a year. But, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It was what, for what, 1-800 uh, flowers. So it was an advertisement? Oh, okay, thank you. There's the, there's the, 
yeah. culmination of your story. I, something I meant to mention last week, um, Melissa and I went down to L.A. just on a drive uh, a week ago, um, and we uh, got lunch um, out there, Poquito Moss and stuff. But as I was driving through L.A., a bus passed, and on the bus was a, you know, like a billboard for – it was, I don't know if it was, it was like some, like a 90s panel or something, but the photo was of Baywatch. It was for like, it was like for some like 90s streaming service or cable or something, some cable channel. That, I don't know exactly, but it was Baywatch. It's probably for our podcast. I, I didn't, I mean, I, probably. I did take out ads. I felt like now is the time to put ads on the side of buses where everybody can see. Yeah, everyone's out. I don't about. think it was a waste of ten grand. <laughs> um, when do we okay. get to the shark? Over no, I was going to say we need to get to, we need to, get uh, to the, the the children and the shark and the lifeguard. It's like we have to get to that incident now. Well, let, let's wrap okay. up. For- Craig ultimately jumps in the water. Uh, back 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 to that part. He jumps in the water, commandeers the the the. Uh, um, surfboard swims out, tells the guys to swim in, and then one of the guys is too scared to swim in, so he tells the surfer, "Get on wait, my wait, surfboard, wait, 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 wait. and I'll bring Hold you." Hold on, in. didn't we move on from the surfboarders and talk about other plot points like twenty five minutes ago? <laughs> That's fine. I just want to. I felt like we didn't wrap up that part. Okay. Dave really cares about that. Right. So, um, <laughs> well, because it's so ridiculous, he's like, he has to get the surfer and it's, it's another shark attack incident. So that's why I brought it up as well. So Craig rescues a guy who's too afraid to paddle it on his own board, but he's not too afraid to switch to the lifeguards board and then have the lifeguard paddle him in. And this is a grown adult. I mean, the guy, I mean, I didn't look at his exact age, but definitely, well over 16, 18, 20 year old surfer dude, college dude, and he's too afraid. So Craig saves him. Yeah. Quote, unquote. Um, yes. Uh, okay. So I guess we should get into the, what, the inciting incident, the thing that really drives the Hoff. Yeah. In this, in this episode. Okay. Well, before we get to that, so Jill sees a raft full of kids and a shark. Now, there were five kids in the raft, four, five, six kids in the raft. What happened to all those kids? Only one is became the focus. Who saved the other four or five kids when the raft? So the raft uh, gets tipped over. Kids are all in the by the shark. By the shark. Mm-hmm. By the shark. And they're all in the water. But Jill, I won't say only saves because I'm well. I guess yeah, she only saves one kid. She's Baywatch. She should have been able to save all five at once. Okay. It but doesn't matter. Did you see what happened to those other kids? It doesn't matter. They were in the boat. I don't understand why. I mean, I I, maybe I don't know a lot about how sharks attack things. LJ's at a loss for words. (laughs) I would think them being in the not that they're one hundred percent safe, but they're definitely safer being in that boat than panicking and tipping it over. You think the kids tipped it over, and you don't think the shark tipped it over? Because I would say it was pretty clear the shark did the dirty work. The shark came underneath and then pushed it up with its nose. I was waiting for the shark's fin to cut. Because it's a razor blade? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, I thought thought Baywatch was going there. Um, They didn't. That's where Shark Derby 2 next season. Yes. That's that's game. actually the how I said Friends has a Thanksgiving episode every year. Baywatch has a Shark Derby episode every season. Hey, That's where Shark Week comes maybe. from. Baywatch started it. Yeah. So good call. I don't remember the other kids. They, I was like, but, but Jill saves one kid. Uh, Erica Laniac really has to do some acting in this episode. <laughs> you know when they talk about ugly crying? She is an ugly screamer. I mean, hideous. Yeah, and because she has that unibrow, I can actually tell if her her eyebrow, <laughs> like if she was like frowning, because she always is. But anyways, so Jill gets the kid to a boat or to the boat that Shawnee's in the 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 Baywatch boat, but 
Jill is not fast enough to get on the boat herself. And gets and the shark thrashed around in the ocean for like what feels like ten minutes. She's like this. Ah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Arms throwing up in the air. She's spinning around. Yeah, so apparently a shark grabs her by the leg, drags her around for a few miles, and uh, she's struggling. Mitch is out there. They're like, Mitch, save her. He's like looking for her. Nowhere to be Sean found. Sean keeps yelling, Jill! Jill! And then Jill's can- Jill gets dragged under the water, and then her, her lifeguard can just pops up to the surface. It's, and I go, Jill yeah, is like dead. The ocean. It's an Jill is totally It's an dead. empty ocean and only the Hoff is in it with two cans, one on his right and one I love on his Hoff left. Jumped in like he yeah, wouldn't get pa- attacked by the way. It panned out and there was literally no one anywhere. So Jill is Of course. Dead. What else would happen? <laughs> yeah. That's commercial. Well, and then we return and Jill's in the hospital. Not just in a hospital. No <laughs> and bruises, I thought... scratch. She has all four limbs. Okay. Here's what I was going to ask. Okay, she. they said that she had a bunch of, like, internal injuries. She's been given a bunch of sutures, and there's been a significant blood loss. Yet she lost right. no limbs. They didn't, the shark didn't get an artery. Yeah. So where was the significant blood loss from? Presumably, I'm just I'm just helping the writers out. Please, Presumably please. The shark bitter bitter by the thigh, uh, you know, full enclosure of the thigh wrapped its teeth around her, dragged her, and then somehow released her, which is nearly impossible. But whatever, shark releases her. Um, but I don't understand the internal injury. So if not, so it must have it must have bit her by the waist. It must have gotten her by the waist that was out of the water. Okay. Didn't the shark come out of the water to bite her? Didn't they show yeah. the shark diving out of the water? Like, the shark is breaching. <laughs> they they lifted a scene from Jaws, I'm yeah, pretty no, sure. That, that's what this felt yeah. like. Because, I mean, not, I mean, I know a lot of times in movies we have these shark attack type things. But this shark felt like Jaws, which was purposely just hunting humans <laughs> on the beach. And I don't feel, I don't believe sharks are necessarily that aggressive, absent things like chum or other, like dead bodies and dead whatever in the water, whether that's like dead fish or dead people or something. I, I don't know. Are, do, are sharks that aggressive where they like, they focus I in? I don't think they, they show the shark biting the shark cage. I don't think, I mean, sharks have bad vision. That's what I understand. But sharks aren't so bad terrible vision that they bite steel objects for <laughs> giggles. Yeah, these, so, sharks, these sharks were yeah. on a path we're, we're, we're trying to kill people. That's the... Yeah. These were genetically engineered Deep Blue Sea. So this sharks. was uh, deep, yeah, deep Blue Sea. The, the prequel to Deep mm-hmm. Blue Sea. Yeah. Hmm. Pre-Blue Sea. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> That's also before uh, Gary Busey uh, got on drugs. Pre-Busey. Hey, don't be mean to Gary Busey. He was in a significant motorcycle accident, which jacked up his brain. It, it did jack up his brain a lot. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so she's in the hospital, internal injuries, Hoff, uh, over 200 sutures. The Hoff is there wearing a jacket without a shirt underneath, and the jacket, his Baywatch jacket, is zipped down to about his navel. <laughs> Keep it in sexy. Yep. Got to watch out for those hot nurses. Yep. And now he's on the warpath. If he if he yeah. didn't hate the restaurant owner before, he does and now. now. Everyone else also hates him. Now, Core and Eddie, yeah. who were winning the Shark Derby, and Thorpe and Hobie, they're all like, "Yeah, this you're right. This is a bad idea." That's because the core character Jill, who we know and love and have grown to love over episode and episode and episode. I mean, we know about her family, her background. She feels like she's closer to me than a sister. She's basically my second mom. Which is great that you say that because we learned more about her in this single, in that single scene at the beginning where she talks to Sean about how she likes fishing and red weathering heights. 
We learned more about her in that scene than I think we did in the previous 18 episodes. Well, since, by the way, do we want to kind of jump ahead and talk about the ending and then come back? I don't know what that means. Uh, no, let's, let's, let's let natural progression take its course. Well, only because I have comments, that's all, but I can't comment yet. Donnie, which is fine, which is fine. I just don't, I don't want to forget, that's really all. So we're on the warpath, we're gonna find out why these sharks are being so aggressive. Why, why people are getting attacked, why the kids are getting attacked, boats are getting turned over, helicopters are getting pulled out of the sky. I mean. Well, the hop, the hop goes and, goes and confronts, um, the, yeah. and there right. was a weird, direct, it was, I feel like it was a weird direction, uh, weird direction, like the director made a weird call. The hop, hop grabs Bucky's arm, right? Like you do, like when you, ah, and you grab the arm in a, in a TV show or a movie. And then the hop lets yeah. him go. Right, he grabs his arm, he lets him go, he lets him go, and then Bucky like shakes his arm loose. <laughs> I was like, he's a little slow. Like, That's a weird move. I also made it. Like, I also made a note: fear a lifeguard scorned. <laughs> I like when Hoff is is going to go going to go after the cause of this, and he's talking to um he's talking to the cop, and and the cop's like, you know, I can't let you go. His in name there. is Garner. You, you don't even have. Yeah, Garner, he's like, you don't have proof, you don't have anything. And he's like, are you kidding me? Do you think this is a natural occurrence of nature? (laughs) (laughs) A natural occurrence of nature. (laughs) You go, Hop, you lifeguard. Yeah. And I like how, I like how Dad and the cops, like, I can't just go for the fact that he's doing the shark derby. And there happened to be more. He, yeah, he was, Hopefully was testy with Garner. But I guess I, I guess but, that makes sense given how much leeway the Hoff has all the time. So for him to get any pushback, he's like, no. So Hoff's picking around, Garner shows up and he's digging around. And so the kids who helped uh Bucky get nervous, they start talking about are we gonna get caught with this um, you know, chumming the water and and putting this signal uh shark attractant in the water you know what are we going to do bucky's like oh no we're not you, you know you're not going to the cops with this information get in the boat we're going to go solve this right now when Let does me, the, i have a question when does when does hoff go down in the before that okay yeah before before that now here's my question i don't know did that walkman or tape recorder that I had two questions. One was it waterproof, but two it looked like an old Sony Walkman. Would that have, unless it was a special one, would that have picked up ultra low frequency? Oh, well, that's yeah, what I, I threw me no off idea. too because it seemed like that's what the Hoff was going down for. Was he thought that maybe that they planted that transmitter or whatever that frequency down there, and that he was going to use a device to. See if there was something, if there was something else going on. But then, other well, than the fact that he like, has it, and we see him actually take it with him, once him and Court are in the shark cage, all we see is Court taking pictures as sharks attack the cage. He must have hit record before they went down in the cage. But much like Jill was able, went like, when that body surface, and, or, and she was like, huh, I need to track the currents. Uh, the Hoff was like, there must be something in the water that's, uh, uh, making a sound that's attracting, there could be no other explanation other than somebody has put a device down there that's calling the, a shark. Yes, that's, well, because, you know, as we know, Baywatch lifeguards are nothing if they're not everything. So he's also an oceanographer yeah. and, mm-hmm. a, and a zoologist. He's very intuitive. So, he's very. He's like, you know what? This feels like uh, uh, ultra low wave frequency machine. Yes, absolutely. This is shark behavior that I recognize from my years of being a marine biologist. So, just depends on what hat he puts on. You know, he's Inspector Gadget. He's got. I just, you know he could be. I like, I like how Bucky though reacts. Also, so when Garner gets there and the boys start freaking out. I just like how Bucky doesn't try to keep them calm. 
I guess in my Mm-mm. mind, the way Bucky's been presented this whole time is someone who thinks that they're not going to get, they're not going to catch me. Like, why doesn't he just be like, guys, it's not going to matter. We're going to be okay. We got this. Just keep your mouth shut. We'll take care of everything. Instead, it's like, no, we're doing it right now. Because, get the vote now. Because the Hoff in his last encounter with him really unnerved him. He was like, I know yeah. the stories about Mitch Buchanan. He will get to the bottom of this because he is all things to all yeah. people and all storylines. He is judge, jury, execution. He was the original Judge Dredd. And also coroner. And if he needs to be, um, what's the guy that buries the people? Uh, oh, the Undertaker? And he's also the priest yes, who holds he's also the, the Undertaker. He's also the funeral director, and then he's also the well. You know, you know when he got married, he was the pastor, he was the groom, he was also the two witnesses. (laughs) He was also the organist and the bride. He was was well. No, he had a bride, and he was a photographer. He also baked the cake. (laughs) He baked the cake. He was the chef. He was the caterer. The DJ. The DJ. I believe that. You know, he's got some good albums in Germany. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anyway, so they get on the boat, uh, and um, they're, they're going to go and, and turn off the transmitter or collect the transmitter or something. And um, lo and behold, the, the, the area is, is Crazy. swimming. Crazy. I know. Sharks. I was like, <laughs> what do you think was going to happen? He's like, oh, there's sharks everywhere. No shit, that's what you did this for. <laughs> and I was like, you're going to swim with a shark-attracting transmitter? Oh, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the thing is, there, of course there are sharks, especially right at the point where the sharks are supposed to be drawn. Yes, so let's hold the transmitter in our hand and swim around to the It surface. wasn't a reverse transmitter. Like, this will push the sharks away so that they hang out close to the bay. This is something to bring them in. Yeah, it's sharp propellant. It's sharp. I really thought that one of those kids was gonna get oh. it. So, also, um, and then okay, so they they emerge, or actually, they don't exactly emerge. The one does, and and then they yeah. see that Baywatch is the police are coming. Why? Why yeah. was Garner all of a sudden on a boat hunting them down? There was no reason to think that they were doing anything really. I guess it was just one of those uh, hop hunches. Once Hoff puts on that uh, lifeguard official uniform with the gold patches so he looks like a police officer, the officers just bow down. I mean, he's basically a lieutenant. He, he is the police point. chief. He's, he's one step below chief of com- Yeah, that's right. That's right. Garner has to take orders from Mitch. That's Garner, Garner was like, he's not in yet? Oh, he must be out in the ocean. We got to go bring him in. Right. So they, they show up with the gun a high-speed boat no, chase. With li- lights are flashing. Yes. One of the best ones. They're like, cut him off. <laughs> and then it was one of my favorite scenes. They cut him off, and he like flies backwards off the boat. <laughs> in, in the most ridiculous way possible. Like, totally faked. Like, oh, I'm falling. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was the best. Surprisingly, it wasn't a stuntman. What's great is, so they turn around, because he's in the water now, and they go to pick him up, and he's like, uh, they're like, but before we save your life from all the sharks. You're going to admit. Admit to your admit to your crimes. And I'm like, all right, extra judicial, judicial torture. I, I like it. I like that too, because my thought, in my mind, I, I was like, okay, you go to his boat, you're going to find the transmitter on his boat. And like, I don't know why you didn't just throw it in the water. Who Court had to take out of the water, who are for sure about to just let their boss have it because he just left them in the he, water with the sharks. <laughs> well, I'm surprised he didn't throw away the transmitter. Right. Exactly. Also, what I thought, my thought was when they were kept him in the water until he admitted was, I don't know if that confession is going to hold up in court since it would arguably be under duress. Right. That's what I was like. <laughs> I don't know if that behavior would hold up in court because it would arguably be, yeah, it's it's intimidation of a witness. Well, the Hoff will be the prosecuting attorney as well as the judge and jury. 
He also be the defendant. That's true. So he also problem. would uh, be his attorney. Too, so he'd be like, "Oh, he's guilty." Oh, hang on, you didn't yeah. want to say you were guilty. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, and Hoff will know how to take care of that guy once he's uh, pronounced guilty, gets a sentence, and then he's he's ultimately the warden of the yeah. jail. So. Actually, they'll just keep them at Baywatch in their, you know, in their, uh, in their jail there. I'm sure that there's a Baywatch jail. <laughs> we'll see it. There's yeah. got to be. At, at least a drunk there has, yeah. right? Um, I don't know. Well, after those two convicts, like, held them up back seven episodes ago or so, I'm sure that they've built one. Yeah. So, that's great. Episode's complete. Uh, we're all good. Jill's making, um, Jill's been doing you know. better. Oh, Jill seems fine. Oh, yeah. Jill, yeah once again, looks perfectly healthy, laying in her bed. A little walking, weak, but that's it. with people as they come in. She's not even, like, drowsy anymore. I feel like she's just, like, no ventilator, no machines. I mean, she's got an IV in her arm, but that's pretty typical sh- at the hospital sh- for liquids and, and maybe antibiotics. Johnny sent her a copy of Weathering Heights so she could finish it while she recovered. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's it, guys. I mean, that was a great, great Good episode. episode. Oh, wait. <laughs> then right in the credits should be rolling. And this really feels like the episode ended – and then the contract dispute happened, and they thought, "Well, we've got some extra tape laying around just in case." It was really, so it was really a Return of the King situation. This multiple endings, yeah. This, <laughs> like, they did it, and usually, usually after they catch him or they they defeat whatever the conflict is in the episode, the most we see is like a short thirty-second one-liner type of situation where maybe. They're all back, and there was a shark joke or something. The end. Maybe, maybe the same yeah. person wrote this one as wrote the one about the ghost, wherein they find the dead woman, and then Eddie's like, "Shawnee, I love you." And there's like this, like emotional, like end to the episode. This w- because so it it opens up to the hospital, and there they Ooh, are. Someone, Shawnee's no one. No, no, no. He's walking in. Court and Eddie, I think. Yeah, Court and Eddie are walking in, happy as can be. Like, oh, we're going to go see Jill. We just the bad guy. Better. We're awesome. We hear she's like at 90%. Yeah. And they walk into an <laughs> empty mattress. And then the music starts playing. The sad and then, music. then pan over to Shawnee, uh, uh, Mitch holding Shawnee. Crying. Yes. So Eddie punches said like, Eddie punches Mitch for putting the moves on his lady, and then they're like, "No, no, no!" Jill's dead. I was conflicted. I'm like, "Am I supposed to feel sad?" And then at this point, as the music starts, like, "Ah, oh, yes, the moment we've all been waiting for—a Jill montage." Which, again, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they filmed like well, they new filmed stuff. All the stuff, or else this wearing, was stuff that was cut. Wearing, I mean, there's all that stuff where she's just standing on the beach. Just staring out. She she has never hung out with Shawnee as much as she did in the montage. No, okay, here's the thing. In, in 19 episodes. <laughs> no, the problem is all those montage clips were just her having to stand next to other main characters. It was like it was like Eddie like doing yes. something and then like looking and Jill just happens to be there. <laughs> I clocked that. It was like they took every clip that Jill had ever been in duplicated them twice, flipped them backwards so that she would have a different viewpoint, and then stitched them all together so they'd have enough material to do a 90-second a, a second. I, I clocked that. I was like, why is every scene uh, not about just, like, Jill, like, being Jill, and, and it's about the character doing whatever the character's doing and then noticing yeah, the Jill is I, I, love, I, I, I was like, I was like, hang on. I was like, you're, you're not going to put, like, Jill had... The volleyball episode. Jill yep. had the episode. Where she, she had the episode the... where she did the currents. Yeah. She saved people. I mean, if you if you look at Game of Thrones, like they take multiple seasons for important characters to build themselves to a point where they're they're very well loved, very well known. Kill kill someone off, and then that's usually a major driver for 
years of episodes of people getting revenge and replotting and all this stuff. Like, every death is important and has merit. I was like, uh, Jill died? Who's well, Jill? so here's the thing. I, I kind of alluded to this an episode or two ago. I happen to see the episode description for the next episode. Um, and it Uh-oh. said, well, it said that, like, Shawnee is still recovering from Jill's death. So I thought in that, for whatever reason, I wasn't reading that closely. I thought the next episode was where Jill was going to die. So when all of a sudden, oh, this must have hit you like a ton well, of so all of a sudden, when at the beginning of the episode, there's this big highlight on Jill, and she's talking about her childhood and whether or not. So I was like, I guess they're building her up over the next this episode and maybe early to next to like for for this because in these types of shows, episodic type shows in like the 80s and 90s and stuff. They would give a main character who wasn't getting really any stories or whatever. They would have an episode or two where all of a sudden they would be kind of a focus before they died or left. Right. Town. Or they would do, or I mean, so, these episode shows, if something major like this was going to happen, they might do a, even a mid season, like quote, like quote unquote two parter where maybe the two episodes mm-hmm. connected more than the other ones. But. I think we should all just... It really felt like they filmed the whole episode, and they filmed a couple of ending scenes that may or may not happen, knowing that they wouldn't be broadcasting them for six months, and that contract negotiations would be coming up. And they were like, eh, if she doesn't take next year's contract or the next six months' contract, we've got it covered either way. And that's why it felt very shoehorned in at the end. Oh, in this well, episode, it's weirder, she died. They already had a super crazy cool death for her, but she recovered from the shark attack for the most part, except for she didn't because she died of a blood clot or whatever. Also, also, yeah. why wasn't more, like, Trevor, again, I think he's gone, like, three or Trevor's four episodes now without making an appearance. Yeah. I don't know. You would, th- you would think that may- at least it would there would be a scene, because he didn't know Joel and they got on okay. They played volleyball together. You would have thought maybe there would at least been, like, him, but, like, oh, I just wanted to check in on Jill. Oh, she's dead? And then he could add a memory of him doing something and looking over and seeing her. Well, I think we should all think of our favorite memories of Jill. Well, I did put her down as the lifeguard of the week because, A, she saved – well, she did save the kid from the shark. If for nothing else, she did save the kid from the shark, and then she died. But then I wondered if maybe we wanted to give it to uh, baby Slavs. I don't, I don't know, I don't know the baby's name, but that baby still probably brought more tears to people's eyes than Jill's death. Oh, see, I was gonna say, I think, uh. And by that I mean tears of happiness. I, not I would say, I think, yes, I very much like the idea Jill, of Jill, I doesn't have very many memories. <laughs> All I usually know is that Jill is usually in an episode for about two minutes, and she's pretty much the only person who's actually doing her job all the time. <laughs> Remember, yeah, remember the two episodes ago where she showed up just to have a, a wetsuit on and dive into water? Yeah. I remember one where she was like, I think it was the Muddy Waters, the Raging Waters episode, where like, she talked for 10 seconds. It was like, oh, blah, 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 Raging Waters. And then it was like, okay, cut to the next scene. And I'm like, that's all we saw her the whole episode? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. So I'm glad they give her a big send off. Well, that montage yeah. was a great send off so terrible <laughs> um all right lifeguard of the week um i really like you know the thing that, that that i really enjoyed was craig uh commandeering the the, um, <laughs> the, the, the surfboard and rushing into danger to save surfers in wetsuits fully capable of saving themselves but he wouldn't let that stop him no, he continued to jump in there and and save them. Listen, if so I'm giving the if he hadn't gone in, that surfer would have died because that surfer needed saving from Craig. He was sitting there with his feet in the water, not knowing what to do. <laughs> guy had guy had a fish between his toes. <laughs> yeah, LJ. Um, I would give it to Jill, but I don't feel like that'd be paying her. Um real tribute because the show doesn't give a fuck about her, so why should we? Um, hmm. I think my life heard of the week 
would have to go to Mitch because he jumped into water while a shark is attacking someone. While it's being, not like a shark might be in the area, but it is currently attacking someone. And he jumps in to try to, I mean, he just has big balls. By the way, you saying that may surprise, I just thought of something and I'm surprised this didn't happen with Hoff's ego. I'm surprised the scene was not, okay, so the shark is attacking. I'm surprised the scene was not then the Hoff standing up on the boat, taking a knife putting it between his teeth, like biting down on it, and diving into that, the water. That would have been fantastic. Yes, yes. And it would have been really awesome if he, like, got there and he stabbed around and then it was bleeding. And then, when Jill's alive, if we found out that some of her injuries were from the hot spike. <laughs> well, the closest we got is when um, the Navy SEAL said, oh, man, we've we've been in waters with a knife strapped to our leg with sharks in the neighborhood. No big deal. So I think I'm going to do the life of the week. I'm going to give it to both of them in this way, both Jill and baby Slaz in this way. I'm giving life of the week to the circle of life. One person dies. another. And and we can only hope that baby Slaz, if uh, has a reincarnated spirit of the character. Slaz, I mean, he's not on the show to share this. So I will. Um, After watching the episode, they actually decided to name their baby Jill. In honor of Jill. Oh, they changed the name? <laughs> they went back and changed the birth yeah. certificate? <laughs> to Jill Baywatch Slazless. Awesome. Should we just start, should we just name, should we just name Baby Slaz Jill? <laughs> should we just refer to Baby Slaz as Jill from here on? <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> That's a crazy idea. It's as good as 446. There we go. <laughs> All right, guys. I think uh, I think we right. covered this episode. You know, this might be the longest Baywatched we've done, and it's fitting because this is the second most important character death. The first one being in the pilot movie where the dude died. Oh, that's right. I cared more about dies. that guy, and he only had a episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you actually fell for him. But uh, poor Jill has been around for 18 episodes. A whole, uh, practically Jill, a whole Jill, Jill is one step above, if you watch Lost, one step above Pablo and Nikki, who are characters they try to shove in there, who just, oh, hang on, we've been on the island the whole time with you guys. We were just always those extra people in the background. Now we're main characters. <laughs> no, shut up. You know oh, why you care? Died? No one cares. You know why? You know why you cared about um, about the old guy more than Jill? Because the characters cared about the old guy more than Jill. Hawk didn't really care about Jill. and I mean, he cared about her when she was going a little crazy. but And when she was dating that guy who may or may not have killed his dad. But other than that, he hasn't really cared about her. Eddie hasn't cared about her. Yeah. So. All right. Well. Okay, guys. Watch uh, for our listeners. Please uh, listen, rate, review, and... uh, I guess rate and review are the same thing. And um, also tell your friends about us. That's right. right. Stay safe. We'll talk to you next week. I'm still here. Can you hear me?